welcome to IDD Get to Know Me, a mental health podcast where nothing is off the table. Wait, what does IDD mean? IDD stands for Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. You will hear from us, people with IDD, and experts on topics that are important to us and our mental health. I'm your host, Victor. And I'm Daniel. On this week's episode of IDD Get to Know Me, we are excited to hear from two parents. Today, we welcome Lee Steele and Amy Baskin. We've worked with both Lee and Amy on different projects at the Azraeli Center, but we'll let them tell you all about themselves in their own words. Um, and I'm just going to pick Lee. Go ahead. Thanks so much, uh, Daniel and Victor. So my name is Lee Steele, as you mentioned, and um, I'm the proud parent of two adult children. Um, my eldest was diagnosed with um, autism and a developmental disability, and that brought me into the work that I do. Um, I've worked for 17 years now supporting families whose loved one has um, been diagnosed with an intellectual disability or autism. And um, right now, I'm so privileged to work at the Israeli Center with Dr. Yona Lansky and her team. And I, bring, I get to bring the parent perspective to my role there. And I'm just very aware that I'm bringing only my perspective, but over the last 17 years of working with families, I just try to make sure that I always realize that this is just my perspective that I'm bringing, but also just to make sure that families who are not as privileged as I have been um, and all the different families I've worked with over the years, that, you know, that their voices are heard too, wherever I can. Great. And uh, Amy? So I'm a freelance writer, author, and an educator, and I'm working also on a few projects at the Israeli Center and really, really enjoying that. Um, uh, Projects about mindfulness for caregivers and an online um, webinar series for caregivers as well. And I am the proud parent of two adult daughters, and um, my youngest is really into fitness and she's into social media and she has a passion for music and she's also been identified with autism and a developmental disability and my eldest is a bioengineer who's really really loves baking and gardening so a little bit about me and my family good to have you both here how how you doing great today yeah i'm really excited to be here thank you well, we're, we're happy to have you guys here. It's, you know, it's always an important topic to discuss today. Our icebreaker today is what cool feature would you add to your dream house? I'll start with Amy first. In my dream house, I would have a giant room and one would be glass so the sun could come in and the other would be these three huge walls floor to ceiling with a ton of books and whenever i read one book another one would magically appear that was just chosen by someone who knew all my tastes so that's my dream reading sunroom what about you lee yeah wow what a nice uh, thought i think i would go for like um 
glassed-in swimming pool where it's like the sky dome and the and it would open up in the summer and then it would close in the winter and I could swim all year round. That this is truly a dream idea. What about awesome. you, Dad? No. Yeah, for me, I think it would be. Uh, I'd have my own arcade. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty easy to um to satisfy. Just nice big arcade, lots of video games, and I'm good. How about you, Mike? What my dream feature would be is that um, I would add a trampoline and I would do my flips outside so I just so I just flip flip around because I love jumping and I love doing flips so my ideal feature is to add a trampoline in my backyard. So now that we've uh, broken the ice, let's get into the episode. Um, thanks so much for joining us today, Lee and Amy. We're really looking forward to hearing from you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your children? Sure. Thanks so much. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm the parent of two incredible adult children. and. Um, I'm so proud to be their mom. I had uh, my children later in life, so I was r really, really excited to be a mother. Um, and uh, it was a chance for me to be, you know, playful and fun. And and, uh, it, and both my children have really been my best teachers. Um, they've given me so much joy and meaning to my life. Um, my daughter, uh, my youngest, is a photographer, an incredibly um, uh, beautiful photographer who really takes pictures uh, from her heart. My son is um, brave in a different way in that he um, has just got so much also tenacity and he, I don't know, he just shows up every day to, to give his best uh, to, to that day. and. Um, like I said, I just I've learned so much from them to be authentic and 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 to be brave and to be resilient. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm so proud to be their mother, and um, I'm a single mom, and yeah, I think that's that's about a little bit about me and my children. What about you, Amy? Let's let's hear about you for a, bit, a little bit. Um. I'm thinking about myself, my, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about how our children changed our lives, but I think with my youngest daughter, she really, really changed my whole, my whole career path. Um, when she was, I'm trained as a teacher and have a, a, a master's degree in adult education, but when she was younger, I really wanted to, I wrote a lot of personal essays about what it was like to um, bring her up and some of the experiences. And from there, I uh, started writing for national magazines and I um, co-authored a book called More Than a Mom, where I interviewed over 500 moms across North America about, about their experiences and how they maintain their own lives while doing their very best for their, for their children. And so now my daughter, um, my oldest daughter is 31 and um, my my younger daughter is 28 and they've both become these incredibly 
um, beautiful and interesting people. And I think if you ask my daughter Talia what her passion was, she would say her passion is music. And just to give you a really quick story about some of the ways that she enriches my life both my children do is um again pre-pandemic we used to go once a week we would go to this bar downtown um to something called okay corral so we would just go upstairs and then there would be a whole bunch of people and there'd be a guy with a guitar and he would teach us all a song a Beatles song something in three parts harmony and talia would go off and do her own thing with people who like to sing the melody and i would be off singing alto and just met all these incredible people through her and through shared passions and in this case it was it was music so a lot of a lot of joys that way great um thank you for sharing that um i'm curious what has it been like raising your child and and what they've taught you uh amy do you want to continue along along that things that she's taught us i mean just so many things i find we've um we've met so many incredible people um through parenting and through parenting her there was for example when my daughter was younger she went to uh, a really cool day camp and she had a wonderful counselor and over this year over the years um talia is still friends with this this girl who's now a woman who is a teacher and has two kids and she's a close friend of talia and um and she's also become a close friend of our family and especially during the pandemic, we've had these weekly Zoom calls with her and her kids and with Talia. So really, really expanding our world in, in so many in so many ways. So that's just, you know, one way that we've benefited. I could go on and on, but maybe we'll come back to that. I want to give Leah a chance too. I was thinking about uh, just as Amy was speaking, some of the some of the things that my children have taught me. Um, I think as I said earlier, perseverance is definitely, uh, I think, in bravery, I mentioned. Um, and I think authenticity, just to really uh, be, you know, celebrated for who we are uniquely as, as human beings and just the importance of being as authentic as possible. Um, definitely humor. Um, I don't think anybody cracks me up more than my son. Um, I just really get a such a kick out of his his sense of humor and um this opportunity to constantly learn new things um new ways of looking at things new ways of new people i wouldn't have met um and definitely compassion i think um i would i i wonder how compassionate i would have been without my children um i think i could have been quite a maybe selfish person or or even just not had the perspective that they as teachers have given me so and then one thing that I I really think is gratitude for little things I notice little things um just way more than maybe I would have without them as teachers just I I love to look on my walks uh for instance for something I've never seen before just maybe the way a bird call or uh or the way this, you know, the light hits hits um, a flower or something. I, I I feel just the gratitude for just the small things in life. I've, as you said earlier, uh, Daniel, I'm I don't need much. Um, I think the simplicity of just uh, what really matters has been um, has been one of the lessons my children have taught me. Can I can I can I piggyback on something that Lee said? 
Yeah. Um, Lee, you were talking about compassion, and I think what one of the gift, gifts from our children is um, being people being open with us, because we've kind of been open and compassionate and humble, and this is what we... Nobody has a typical family. Nobody does at all. Everybody has, you know, struggles and strengths. And I find um, because of our family situation that that people are really open to us and open to me. And I've and I really um, that gift of compassion is, has really helped with that connection because people are very open with us. And I think that's because of our 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 life experience. And that that's a real gift as well to to receive. Okay. I just want to add something real quick. Um, something personal from my life is just that parents with IDD are always our biggest supporters. I can, I don't know about Daniel, but from my life, my mother and father are my biggest supporters. So is my sister, and I can tell that I have so much love and so much compassion for my parents. So that's what my parents have brought to me. So I'm thankful that there are some, some support systems in our lives. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, my mom's always been my biggest supporter my entire life and I, I hear that kind of thing from a lot of people with IDD that I talk to or autism so yeah for sure what so what has your child with IDD brought to your life and how has having a family member with IDD benefited yourself and your family we'll start with Amy Lots of ways I mentioned definitely changed my career path. So brought up the career of writing and speaking, meeting tons of new people. Um, I think we've become more adventurous because of my daughter. I'm just a, a learning how to to let go as well. Just thinking of an example, um, when Talia was a, a young teen, she was part of a youth, a youth group at the YMCA, and they were having an exchange trip to Inuvik. It's like at the Arctic Circle. And this group was afraid to talk to us because they didn't think we would let her go. And we were afraid to talk to them because they thought we thought they wouldn't support her to do it. But long story short, we just let this we let her go and she went and she was supported by her friends and the staff and she had this adventure of the lifetime and just realizing if she could do things like that, we need to broaden up a little bit as well. So just a couple of things, trying new things as well. I think for me, I'm, I'm basically quite a shy person and um, my son and helped me to see that there were inequities worth my time and effort to champion for. Um, you know, I, I believe in, in focusing on a person's strengths and their gifts versus um, often um, when you're given a diagnosis, you know, it's all about the disability or areas to work on. And, and um, I really appreciate that. My son was a teacher that, you know, to strength, talk about strengths, to talk about um, 
the intrinsic gifts we all have. Um, and I, I, w I wonder if I would have known that without his help. Um, I always wanted to make a difference with my life. Uh, even as early as, you know, grade seven, I was writing uh, public speeches. <laughs> I, um, even though I was shy, I just wanted to make a difference. I wanted my words to make a difference. Um, and um, I think that being a, a parent has really helped me find the voice to um, to speak up for inequities and and to to think of ways that that um, lives can be changed. Like Amy, it totally changed my uh, career trajectory, um, and I'm so thankful for it. I. I was an administrator before I had uh, my children, and um, and then I got this opportunity to start working at Sick Kids um, when Eric was younger, and just supporting other families who had recently received a diagnosis. Um, giving hope is is a really important to me to to have caregivers understand and and remember their own. Uh, wisdom as parents um, that they know their children better than anyone and and to give hope and um, and to replenish uh, our own cups because um, sometimes the emphasis is so much on doing for our loved ones that we can neglect our own well-being um, sort of like the messages if you're a good parent you always put your loved one first so I, I really appreciated that my work um, at the Israeli Center in particular with mindfulness and acceptance and commitment therapy have taught me that it I have to replenish my own cup it, it's like when uh, when you go on an airplane and you and you see the signs like if if there's trouble you have to put on your own ear mask before helping someone else um, because you know you, can, you can't help someone else if you uh, aren't able to uh, so yeah, I definitely hear what what you're saying. Uh, how about you, Amy? Um, so much of what what Lee, what you've been saying, I definitely um, relate to. I think um, with parenting, I've I again, it's made me very much aware of my own mood and my own health. So I think it's really um, encouraged me to, I, I do some kind of fitness or walking each day. I make a point of connecting through reading groups, through knitting groups. I think, I think what parenting has taught me is the importance of being connected with community and looking at what your passions are and following those, um, both for ourselves and for our families and for, for our children. Because I see how, how important that is because a lot of the things for our family that are the most enjoyable and meaningful are just those, those, those regular things in the community. So we're all big Y members and so is Talia. And I think, um, I think Talia has taught me to really be connected with my community, which I really enjoy. And I think she is as well. So if somebody says, look, do you know a great place to sing? Or do you know a great place to go walking or a, a, a group to a book club or something? We know this because we've been forced to reach out because you can't parent a child alone and you certainly can't parent a child um, with a disability alone. We all need community. And I think um, this parenting has always taught me to, to keep learning. And one thing I just wanted to throw in, especially as far as um, 
support is the idea of a support circle. So um, that's something that we learned about. So about eight years ago, we um, had a, an independent facilitator planner meet with Talia and with us as a family to talk about dreams for the future and to help gather um, people around our daughter who really cared about her and about our family. And these are people who are not identified with a disability of all ages, including her age. And um, we've been meeting regularly and now kind of remotely over the years. And it's been crucial to help um, Talia move out and to have, you know, be involved in the community. And it's really helping us move forward with the idea of there will be people around her when we're no longer here. So that's just an important thing to do, to think about, because part of this, this parenting is being able to let go and, and carry on. So how do we get those supports and those caring relationships around us? And that is something that has been so crucial in our in our family experience and in my parenting experience as well. That's a great story. But it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. For example, there must have been some challenges raising your your child. There must be some roadblocks. Like how have you dealt with that discrimination and how have you overcome that discrimination? Oh, thank you, Victor. That's such a huge question. I listening to your other podcasts, you know, I I heard both of you talk about how difficult school could be. Um, and, you know, I got quite emotional listening to both of you because I think that I think if there, you know, there's a lot of emphasis sometimes on when we have a loved one that we need to help them adapt to the world. But I, I think that we need to just build a more compassionate world so that everyone can be who they are. I don't really know how to go about that, but I just think one person at a time, if we can just celebrate people's uniqueness, celebrate people's strengths and come from a paradigm that we all have a contribution to bring. I just, I do really wish that people who see things differently or express themselves differently, we could see the gift in that instead of thinking that um, that's something to be fearful of or something that needs to be changed. <laughs> that's a, that is a huge question. Um... Lee, I like what you said about one person at a time, and I think, I think that's a big part of it. I'm thinking back of younger years too of me trying to change an entire system, but it is a person at at a time. And I'm thinking, um, for example, uh, my daughter was included all the way up to high school in regular classes with people who we supported her in a in a a creative way and in high school the choices were um, pretty well a, a segregated class so that was a, a discrimination and I always spent a lot of energy trying to change the system and it was a brick wall but then I think it's again um, how much do you try and change a whole system and how much do you go back to the person and go okay what do they enjoy doing who are the people that they enjoy being with and looking to 
other places in the, in the community and other people to to be with and to enjoy activities with and to build together a full life so um, we're not always able to change an entire system or other people's beliefs but there's a whole rich world out there that those are the people you you reach out to because i think i spent a lot of time trying to change the system and advocacy and meetings and they, they kind of went nowhere and I feel like you leave it'll time will never get back but so many beautiful people within these systems within the school system who says oh we'll just do our best or you know come sing with me or let's come to the Y and you can volunteer there and I I think that's where you put your energy again with your son or daughter look at, at the welcoming spaces and what they love to do and um, that's that's been the most helpful for us. So in closing, is there anything you would like to share with our audience? Um, I'd like to really like to thank you both for for having for having Lee and I on here. It's wonderful and really what you're doing is fantastic. I think the one thing um, I'd also say is, as Lee was saying, is um, helping our sons and daughters have a voice in whatever that way it is and encouraging that um, for my own daughter it's um, it probably she expresses herself best through she's a fantastic texter she's great on social media um, um, not always verbally is harder for her so I guess that's um, keeping those windows open to different ways to communicate and I guess in, in bottom line is look after yourself and um, that really is a, an important part of helping our, our sons and daughters flourish and also realizing there's so many people out there, a big wide world that is um, that's welcoming to all of us, so reaching out to them as well. Now, I think my words um, would just be for parents or caregivers of younger children, don't lose those precious moments to just doing. They go by so quickly. Um, and then there's this regret that you've lost those precious years, so I guess the other thing I'd say that my children enlarged who I am as a person. They, they taught me far more than I could ever teach them. Uh, so to really see our children as teachers, to reflect within uh, what is it that I need to learn about myself. So, yeah, I think just a strength-based perspective is so important. And um, thank you again for this opportunity to, to share just my perspective with Amy today. Again, on behalf of me and Daniel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. That was, this is our final episode until the next, the next season. And we'd like to thank our wonderful guests, Lee and Amy, for all they have done. And on behalf of me and Daniel, we'll see you next season. Goodbye, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by the Azrieli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto, Canada. We would like to thank our producers, Katie Cardiff and Irfan Jiwa, for helping to keep us organized and for all the behind the scenes work that they do.